Oh my God. Did you read the article? I did. I did. Wow. Yes. It was a lot. It was just a lot. Quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever read. (laughs) We can talk about it during the episode. Yeah. Howdy, it's Tuesday, May 5th, 2020, and this is episode 125 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. How's it going, Craig? Still, you know, stuck in my apartment with two kids. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get more than, say, 20 feet away from them at any point. How does it feel to have the black chip and the green chip episode? Oh, good point. I was actually thinking about that after last episode. It's not a round number, but you can make it with chips. I guess you can make any episode with a whole bunch of white chips. Yeah. We should just start that, like Roman numerals except chips. Oh, the, ne- the next one is going to be 500. I think that is a single chip episode, yeah. and that's that seems like a ways away. Literally one-fourth of the way there. From now on, all episodes are just named like black chip, green chip, white chip. Yeah. And then black chip, green chip, white chip, white chip. <laughs> And just keep going like that. That's what the people demand. I mean, we've lost massive listenership, according to the data. I'm assuming because of people not commuting and sitting at work and listening to the podcast, and not at all anything that we have done to offend or turn off anyone. We are infallible, so that cannot be the problem. Have have we actually? I haven't looked at all. I assume that sounds right, though. The content is still as spectacular and timely. Yes. Yes. The hottest takes. Anyways, Anyways, there was some hot takes in 1925. Oh boy, just the hottest takes. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell us about it? So I was looking up 1925 and I couldn't really find anything interesting. There were a couple like hotels that had expansions and stuff and that wasn't very exciting. And then like four or five pages down the Google search results, I found how I won the bathing beauty contest in Atlantic City in Vanity Fair magazine's July 1925 issue by Doris K. Dorfinger. Uh, and so I started reading it, and it is generally what it said in the title, in that it, she does explain how she won the bathing beauty contest with lots of storytelling about her background. Oh, boy. And about the things she did during the pageant. And for the first few paragraphs of the story, I was thinking, this is kind of a funny lady from 1925. No. <laughs> And then she became very much not a funny lady from 1925. I mean, the lead right out of the box, you may recognize me from my picture in all the oh, magazines. Yes. I'm and the you, one with... you may not have, but certainly your son's yeah. have. <laughs> well, that was later. Yeah. Yes, he says, I'm the one with the chest expansion in the very second sentence. So that's a, good, a real good start. Yeah. And then talks about how she was asked to write this article and she may not remember it because... I had quite a snootful during most of the trip. So I had to look up a snootful. Merriam-Webster says, enough alcoholic liquor to cause drunkenness. So I think our our next trip report, whenever that will be, is just the entire trip report is going to be, I cannot remember all of it exactly, having had quite a snootful one way or another most of the time while I was in Atlantic City. That's it. That's, That's it. That's it. And then from there, we get into, like, blatant 1920s racism. Oh, yes. My favorite part when she's, like, talking about all the 
offers to become all the men's wives and she's like i'm considering them all except from the one from the jap because i could never have a jap child <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, i was like boy. oh boy it really just and it just takes a turn from there As... and that's the direction it stays the whole rest of the article like not quite to that extreme but like <laughs> yeah. all the other contestants Ooh. are so big that they could sub for the statue of liberty and just really it was it was quite the article you really you must read it it was it was yeah, something i'll link to it including apparently she locked miss pennsylvania in a closet in a closet yes. and made her miss the pageant <laughs> but she said it was an accident she just saw the closet open so she took it and locked it and threw the key under the yes. bed unbelievable truly unbelievable happened for all the people who are like you know the media's really gone downhill like <laughs> you just need to read something like this to see like how awful truly awful the media was back in the old days yeah like it's not just this but the idea of like the media being biased one way or another that is not a relatively recent change that's just <laughs> no, been like that for not. quite a long time oh man this every i mean is it, did anything else jump out at you did i miss any of the really no. good parts it was it was uh it was quite an article quite an article i have to say yes i mean she did tell us about her harrowing childhood where she yes. wasn't all that beautiful right and that sh she couldn't mix with the boys and stuff like that i also like that one of the other contestants whose bathing suit was at least three inches shorter than everyone else's was crying i guess that she got a proposition on the boardwalk and she was like yeah that's what happens <laughs> it was it was 1920s just completely amazing and by amazing, I mean just awful. So it ends with her saying that she, uh, I guess, never got her check for winning mm -hmm. the pageant. I was promised a gold badge and my fare back to Ohio and $500 besides, and have had to buy my own ticket and have never seen nor chick nor child of the 500 but am instead being sued for $1,000 by Miss Pennsylvania, who claims injury to her windpipe owing to no air in the clothes closet. <laughs> <laughs> The end. Oh man, there you That's go. Good. So if you really yeah. want to read perhaps the worst written story in the history of a major magazine, I invite you to go right ahead. Like, how does this get printed? Like, it's it's just unbelievable. Oh come on! If a beauty pageant winner wrote this today, yeah, any would. magazine would publish it. It's like the uh, head of the sorority at Maryland who wrote the oh, letter yeah. <laughs> and that got printed everywhere. Yes, that email. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, Good times. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So that's that. Feels like we don't even need to talk about any news. Like this seems way more important than anything that happened in Atlantic City in the last two weeks. Indeed. So uh, if you want to reach out to us, has <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else happened? So twenty minutes before I hit submit on the last episode, before I hit publish, I started seeing some tweets from some impressive Atlantic City writers and some posts in the Facebook group from some impressive Atlantic City writers about Bally's being sold to this entity called Twin River Holdings. So do you want to talk any about that? Or should we just go into Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, let's just do Boardwalk Empire. That's <laughs> the people demand. So yeah, sounds like Bally's has been sold to Twin River Holdings. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was they picked up a couple of casinos, like four or five around the country, right? Yeah, in random other places. Mm -hmm. no no vegas no uh but yeah no the only the only one from vegas or ac was was the bally's so basically their plan is to try and i guess refurbish it and open it back up which 
sounds like a good thing for Bally's, given that we thought that they might not make it to the end of the year or whatever. I'm happy that Bally's apparently will be open. I'm happy for the outcome of my bet, because I'm sure there will be zero people gambling at Bally's until this goes through. <laughs> Make a point. Uh, so I should be in good shape for that $5. But what else is there to, to talk about? We had sort of guessed that maybe when the casinos reopen in Atlantic City that Caesars would mm-hmm. ease in the opening with Caesars and Harrah's and then wait on Bally's until later. Caesar says they're going to still open Bally's and continue operating it as Bally's until the sale goes through sometime later this year. Oh, but by the way, it's uh, it was twenty five million dollars, right? Which yes. seems like it's it's not quite like twenty eleven, twenty twelve levels, but it's not really that much higher than them either. Yes, I I would have really thought you would have seen some more value I, there. I would have thought you would get more than twenty five million for for Bally's. I would have guessed like forty or fifty if if you made me guess. So, well, so part of that is this does, This is only the main casino. Mm-hmm. Not Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West is going to become part of Caesars, and that includes the brand new giant sports book that's at Wild Wild West. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, we talked about when we were sort of hypothesizing that Bally's was going to close at some point in the coming years, we said that you could easily just pull Wild Wild West into Caesars, and that is what they're doing. <laughs> so, yep. So that's one one big change. But yeah, I mean, I would have thought more than $25 million. It does make you kind of wonder if Caesars slash Eldorado felt like they couldn't have four properties for licensing reasons or just had no interest in having four properties in Atlantic City and needed to get out because the timing of the sale doesn't seem ideal. Although at this point, waiting any longer would be worse, right? <laughs> like <laughs> the longer you wait, the worse the, the deal would be. So. I mean, I, I don't know about that. $25 million is not very much. I imagine they could have gotten that a month or two from now. Even if they're still closed and the entire summer has gone by. Uh, yeah, we'll see. So some likely changes. Laurel Lounge slash Diamond Lounge, now called Laurel Lounge, will be gone, obviously. there's uh, The best thing in Atlantic City. There's speculation that Guy's Chop House will be gone because Guy is heavily tied to CET, Caesars Entertainment Properties. Um, so I'd be very surprised if that stays there. Uh, we oh, don't know two, two guys' properties in that. In that, well, the other one's in Wild Wild West. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, right. uh, All right, Thank the real goodness. deal barbecue right here on the boardwalk. Yeah, presumably that audio is going nowhere. <laughs> we don't know anything about any of the other restaurants, Harry's, mm-hmm. Buca de Beppo, anything like that. If they really want us to become the ultimate fans, they just need to shut down Buca de Beppo, bring back six. Yes. Six IX was how it was spelled for some reason, I think. It is. Yes. Six IX. <laughs> I think we had a trip. I think it might have been my first trip where we ate like four meals there. Yeah. It was a lot. It was perhaps more than we should have. About back when I first started going to casinos in general, like the idea of getting just breakfast at all hours at the, you know, cafe of every casino that was something i just did every trip and i don't think i've done that for 10 years (laughs) yeah i mean that's sort of like a staple of casino or used to be yeah i I legitimately for 10 years of going to casinos would every time i could go to the cafe and get like an omelet i would do it well still i mean I, i think in the 500 group you still see complaints like every few weeks about I can't believe that such and such downtown casino doesn't have 24-hour breakfast at the cafe anymore. Yeah. People want just, that. I would just devour an omelet. Just like yeah. nothing was better at 2 a.m. or whatever. Or, you know, 
11 a.m. when you would wake up or, or whatever. Honestly, at 2 a.m., that's probably better for your uh, future prospects, your morning, yeah. how you're going to feel in the morning than eating a toasted coconut donut. Like... For the same price, probably, too. I'm not a scientist, but I would say, like, I put a lot of money on the hypothesis that your hangover is going to be a lot worse if you house an omelet right before you go to bed than if you don't, so... <laughs> you think it's going to be worse if you house an omelet? Or, right no, it's going to be a lot better, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It will not be as bad, I'm sorry. Something that's just a bunch of like sugar and bread, not going to be much better. No, no, not going to not going to help you a whole lot. But nice like fatty protein eggs. So back to Bally's. Yeah. Okay. Any any other overarching thoughts on this? Pros cons. Sounds good by all accounts. I mean, I'm happy for the employees. I'm happy for people who like Atlantic City. I'm I'm happy for basically everyone. I mean, I'm sure the other casinos are kind of sad, other than CET that. Bally's is going to be staying, presumably, but yeah. sounds like a win all around. Yeah, I think if you like Caesars and Wild Wild West, this is probably a win for those two things. Like, mm-hmm. you would think that it will let them focus some more attention on Caesars. Deploying which, the capital dollars. Yeah, which needs some some capital dollars deployed. It needs some updates to the casino floor. Could use some new amenities or something to get, to get our attention. Wild Wild West has a ton of unused space that, you know, who knows what, what will happen there. I do think it would be hilarious if they just took a bunch of the machines from Bally's and filled out Wild Wild West more like it was 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, back when you first started going, yeah. when it was actually just full of tables all the way back. Oh, yeah. yeah like that area uh, winded back so far, and then you would just end up in other whole rooms. There's like a video poker room that's now the poker room. My one demand, bring back the Virginia City buffet. <laughs> oh, tons of people have said that in the Everything AC group. <laughs> So I, th- I think it would be hilarious if they did that, if they, like, filled out Wild Wild West like crazy just to F with the new Bally's, the <laughs> whatever <laughs> replaces Bally's. But, I mean, I-, I can't really think of too many cons unless you're just no. a diehard Bally's Park Place player. And I mean, I, I love Bally's Park Place, but I think it's I'm just a pro, right? Like, it's going to be taken care of better. It's just going to be a nicer property. I, I mean... Unless you're a diehard Bally's Park Place player that is also a diehard CET player, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, so tw- so Twin River, they own a couple of places in Rhode Island. They own Del- uh, Dover Downs in Delaware. So I think it's mostly locals kind of places. Although Twin River, I think, used to be known as kind of like locals dive. And they've done a ton to it recently and looks very nice, at least based on what I've seen from the website pictures, which can be deceiving. But... And I think it's pretty big. And so they have put a bunch of money into it. So hopefully it's not just going to be, you know, they're not just going to rely on Bally's being a locals place, which I feel like is the thing that the bottom rung of the ladder in AC always tries to do. Like Atlantic Club before they closed, they were like, locals only deals in resorts now. It's like locals only. Like, <laughs> So uh, hopefully they don't go that, that route and, and actually put some money into it. Yeah, I think their big property is they own the Hard Rock in Biloxi. Right. I know they own a hard rock. Okay. So it looks like we got a couple questions about this uh, purchase from our listeners. So we'll give you guys an early taste of the mailbag episode, which will probably come next episode unless there's yet another casino sale before by then. <laughs> but uh, so Justin S asks, is there enough va- value in the Bally's name to keep it? If Twin Rivers has a choice with it. It's an interesting brand. There aren't many entities left that call themselves Valleys, but it's still a pretty famous name, and I don't think it's necessarily a badly thought of name either. I agreed with Justin. I thought that if they could keep the name, they probably would. But uh, Dr. David G. Schwartz, friend of the show, 
wrote an article for comptravel.com and he says that it will be renamed. So his article. Yeah, you would think it, it would have to, given that yeah. there's still a Bally's and Vegas and all that. And it's a CET name. So actually what he tweeted originally when the news first broke was sort of just wondering if this would pave the way for Caesars to also sell like some sort of Bally's Planet uh-huh. Hollywood section of the uh, strip in Vegas. And then did you go to Bally's when you were in Vegas last summer? I no, been I've been to Bally's in 10 years, so I just think of it as a complete shithole, but apparently it's perfectly nice now, so. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was probably there six, almost seven years ago. The casino floor was fine. It was pretty generic, but I think they've redone a lot and people seem to like it. But yeah, his article that I'll link to talks a little bit about Twin River and the other companies, that, the other casinos that they've bought. Uh, he did say that it will be renamed. He suggested Park Place, which I think is a great suggestion. Already part of the name. It's already on a lot of the signage. Which, you know, that's how everybody yeah. in, in Atlantic City makes their decisions, is how can I get cheap signs? Indeed. Just, well, at least that's how Bart Blatstein makes yes. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Park Place would be great. Uh, I don't know if there is some sort of, you know, trademarking whatever issues where Caesars holds that. But that certainly seems like a good jumping off point. Uh, Twin Twin River doesn't make any sense in, in Atlantic City on the ocean. No. Just name it. No. Name that, it. Ocean. That would be, yeah. Oh yeah, there's that would be good. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's that's that question answered. Should just name it Bally's Grand. <laughs> they should. No, they should. There's. I feel it would like be funny though. <laughs> there was like yeah. So Bally's Grand for those who don't know the Golden is the is the Atlantic Club. Well, yeah. one of the Atlantic Club's old names. Yeah, Atlantic Club previously, ACH previously, AC Hilton previously, Bally's Grand previously Golden Nugget. Yeah, that property down at the end of the boardwalk. David B. asked for our top five moments of Bally's debauchery. And we're not very debaucherous people, I don't think. But I'll tell you who is. <laughs> Whoever were staying in the room next to us in the Claridge Tower. Oh, that's a good point. So that's one. Stayed in the Claridge Tower. I mean, that's not our debauchery, but got heard, back after. Heard a lot of debauchery happening yeah. next door, though. Yeah, we were playing poker in, what, Billy's? Oh yeah, Billy's uh, ponies. Yeah, Billy's cards and ponies, or whatever yeah. it was. Right, right next to the six. poker and ponies. Yeah. Yes, uh, until like three in the morning and got back. It was, and one, was one one no limit. I'm pretty sure it was. It was great. <laughs> I think I just sat there and folded forever. It's amazing. So good. You've seen how I play poker. Oh, so good. Yes, get back to our luxurious room yeah. in the Clarence Tower, only to be orally a U R A L. Assaulted <laughs> by the amorous couple in the room next to us. So you had your moment of the Johnny Rockets at Bally's where oh. a waitress asked you if you wanted to meet up at the Blue Martini later. Yeah, me, me and my friend Zach were in Atlantic City and uh, went to the Johnny Rockets to get some food. And the waitress, who was an older lady, you know, in her 50s or 60s, and looks like she had had some, I don't know, a hard life let's say <laughs> like look like she'd done her some math or something in her time but she was like hey you want to meet up after my shift gets out and it was just like no she's like i'll be at the blue martini and i was like no <laughs> like i hope you're being paid by the blue martini to get people not to go there because <laughs> else you're not really doing valleys a service she was quite interested in meeting up with me and i was quite not interested which is uh, you know it's fine i got to live briefly probably what every female goes through their entire life that's so. true 
not necessarily debaucherous, but something about the bathroom right next to the casino cage. Yes. And specifically with our friend Taylor. Always something happens to him there. <laughs> was it the same <laughs> trip twice? What what specifically? Well, one was in uh, Harris, I think. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. okay. I th- so I don't know. One of them you can you probably remember these better than I do, so maybe you uh-huh. should recall them. Well, so the the one of them, and I, I believe this was at Harris. We were all having, uh, oh, you yeah, know, whatever the, the CET drinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the drink AC mugs, and we're all drinking it. And some old man comes in, and so he may have been there first. I'm not sure, but apparently this was Taylor and, and Dave. They go in, and he's at the urinal, and it's first thing he's like, it's "Supposed to feel good when you pee, but it hurts so bad." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the one at the Valley's one. Oh, uh, was it? I, I, I was pretty sure that was at Harrah's, but we we can ask them and, and and find out. But then afterwards, I guess he was after he finally finished his business and managed to get past that the pain. <laughs> yes, the pain <laughs> hurt so bad. <laughs> he was like, "You boys having them iced teas? <laughs> You're gonna get drunk." <laughs> I thought that was two separate incidents. So what was uh, the Valley's one? I I don't fully remember, but uh, uh, this is a great story for the podcast. But uh, I think it was the same old man. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But so, so you know, so there was no valley story. I'm just making that up. Then I don't fully remember. You should ask Dave though, and then you can add it in post as our okay. listeners. I yeah. the way I remember that it, remember it is that that was the bathroom next to the casino mm. cage of valleys. So I'm just the, gonna st- the, stick with the that. iced teas or the it hurts so bad. The iced teas. I thought. Uh, this is this is nobody cares it could about. Be. This. Could be, could be. I mean, there's plenty of that bathroom in particular. I think a lot of people come in off the street to do whatever. Yeah. So there's a much higher than than average homeless population in that bathroom. So it always makes for interesting bathroom in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my so my very first gambling trip, I believe, maybe my second. I was at Bally's playing video poker, playing one quarter at a time. Min that video poker, mm-hmm. and some dude just walks up behind me with a daiquiri. CET classic, you know, bright pink daiquiri with whipped cream on it. Yeah. And says, oh, this stuff's rigged. I was like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. And then his follow-up to this is rigged was, you need to hit the max bet button. Scared money, don't make money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Takes money to make money. Scared money, don't make no money. So that was <laughs> the advice I got. To play the rigged game with as much money as I possibly could. <laughs> That's right. I um. So also on my, my trip with my buddy Zach... I think it was a a very losing trip up to this point, but within like a half hour, I won. I got a four of a kind and a straight flush on video poker and won $500 from like a a drawing or whatever. Nice. So that was good. That happened at at the Park Place. Yeah. So Park Place is where I hit my $2,500 progressive video poker jackpot. Mm-hmm. Playing Max Bet, of course, taking that man's advice. Uh, indeed. He would be very proud of you. Yeah. Um, so that's my biggest win ever. So both of us t- uh, have had. And then I got free uh, Continental out of it. Oh, yeah, so that's true. Worked for me, too. Win for but we well. didn't go to the boxing match, which in retrospect we should have done. That's true. That would have been a good way to celebrate hitting hitting a Royal. Well, watch some boxing. Watch some boxing. Yeah. At Boardwalk Hall. Back in those days where they had sporting events with live crowds. Never again. Not Korean baseball with piped in crowd noise. <laughs> So Bally's, that was where I spent most of my time. My first, my very first gambling trip, almost all our time was spent at Bally's 
either Wild Wild West or the main Bally's Park Place casino. So, yeah, I don't know which casino I've spent the most time in. I'd say that it's going to be very close between the Hilton, Bally's, Caesars, and Harrah's. And I'm not really sure, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Bally's is the casino I've spent the most of time in out of all the casinos in AC. I'm fairly confident that within the last five episodes, you said quite certainly that Bally's is where you've spent by far the most of your <laughs> time. Yeah. Oh, no, but you may have then hedged that with maybe the Hilton. <laughs> Anyways, it's probably one of those two properties. I would guess it's either Bally's or Hilton. I have spent a lot of time at Harris, but I haven't been in ten years. It seems like so. It's probably not that. <laughs> if I was really good, I'd go find. I think it. it's. I think it's going to be Bally's. I think it, it. It's probably Bally's. And splice it in right here. But you yes. shouldn't have any sadness because it's it's going on to a new and better life. It is. It is. I'm happy. I think it's good. I think it's good. Speaking of a new and better life, Borgata has a new president. Yeah. Borgata, you know, they really need to turn that ship around. Yes. Struggling. It's not good enough to do twice as good as second place. They need to try to do three times better. They did exactly as good in April brick and mortar as every other Atlantic City casino. So if they can't fix that, that's why you got to bring in the new president. (laughs) So the new president is Melanie Johnson, currently the president of MGM National Harbor, previously president and COO of Gold Strike Tunica. She's replacing Marcus Glover, who actually became the president after MGM acquired the remaining shares, the whatever, Boyd Gaming's 50% and took over control of the Borgata. So, yep. 50, 51% or whatever yeah. it was that Boyd owned. That's a, a little change. There was actually quite a bit of shakeup in MGM's like management of specific casino properties. So something to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Obviously, big change is happening with Jim Murren being replaced. So Yep. I mean, it got it got news too, just because she was the first African American woman to ever run a casino in Atlantic City, which is good. Yeah, all the articles say believed to be. Oh. So I'm not quite sure. Like, how can you not be sure of this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seems like. I mean, I doubt like in the 30s any casinos yeah. were run by African American women, so it seems pretty safe. Yeah, it's not like you know old baseball back in the day. It's like, well, they didn't keep really accurate records, so we can't be sure. <laughs> Like, we think Jackie Robinson was the first, but we don't really know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, the Fish concerts got pushed back to 2021. What? I, I know. Unbelievable. Who knew that big gatherings of tens of thousands of people might not happen this year? Yeah. Hopefully, it will actually happen in 2021. For my sake, mm-hmm. a giant Fish fan as I am, that's all there is to it. I don't really yeah. have anything else to say. It was supposed to be a three-day concert. I would be kind of surprised if any of the beach concerts happen this year, just because it's, they're all giant gatherings. Outdoors, yeah. though. I, but it's still, I think it's a bit too cramped in. It's not like the lawn at whatever, Jiffy Lube Live or whatever. Yeah, so, they, and these were scheduled August 14th to 16th. So if you can't do August 14th to 16th, there's you pretty much no time. Anything. So yeah, they've yeah, been moved to August 13th to 15th of 2021. So that's the news there. Which I'm sure is also a weekend just to make what's-his-name from uh, Resorts cry even more. <laughs> yes. Mark Antonio. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, before we get to the closing and everybody's favorite segment about Boardwalk Empire. Indeed. 
There was some news about reservations. Everybody's asking all the time, when is stuff going to open? Everybody keeps talking about rumored dates. Hosts are calling people and giving them dates, which are meaningless. These are just dates that are like, they're feeling it out to say like, hey, we're thinking maybe we might open in May. Or it's like, they're not opening in May. I'm assuming you no longer think that they're going to open by Memorial Day, right? No, no, no. I've, <laughs> I've written that $5 off or whatever it was. Yes. Money in my pocket. Uh, to go straight to you and any of my three bets yes. that are definitely going to lose. Lose. Luckily, given that nothing will ever open, you will never actually have to give me my free food at Hard Rock. Yeah, that's true. That you've owed me for years since Hard Rock's opened. Yeah. Yeah, so, so no definitive information on that. I mean, New Jersey just closed public schools, which end actually pretty late appeared. Like a lot of the schools end the last week of June. Private schools even that have non-traditional calendars, June 30th. I guess the assumption is that casinos would not open when they're like, schools still have to be closed, but casinos are allowed to be open. I think that that's giving New Jersey politicians a lot of credit for, like, it not is. doing things that contradict themselves in some ways. And I could see them doing, like, very limited openings at some point in June. And I don't even necessarily think that that would be so contradictory, but... They need that tax revenue, man. They, need they do. Bed. And they need whatever bribes the casino industry has <laughs> I need my gambling fix. Um, so some of the, you know, obviously the, the casino companies are still taking reservations. Like, you can reserve far out in advance at some of them as of very recently you could still book may at borgata they've changed that now i think june 1st is the first date that you can book john p in the facebook group pointed out that at some point they stopped taking water club reservations for any point in the future so for a while i was actually getting water club comps and i was thinking ooh, maybe i should book a water club room there those aren't available anymore they're only taking reservations in the main borgata tower uh, so it seems like that's sort of a hint probably at what their opening plan is going to be, or at least what they see <laughs> as how full they're going to be when they first open, even in the middle of the summer. And I'm still getting comps all through July at Borgata, which is pretty shocking. And I have to say, I took them up on it, Kyle. Oh, did you book a room? I have a room booked July 22nd to the 24th. It's a Wednesday to a Friday. Ooh. Figuring. I like, I like the way this sounds. The hope being that my kids will be at camp and daycare, fingers crossed. Oh, they if if not, then there yeah, should be a lot of unhappy parents. Yeah, and that my in-laws can do the pickups and the drop-offs, and my wife and I can get a casino trip out of it. Wait, so that you're, is you're who and what? Yeah, man. What, you mean me and you? No. Hey, what? if you and Megan want to come, <laughs> we could do, we, let's do it. <laughs> what, if I want to come, you have to get two beds? No, no. <laughs> I got a one king. <laughs> eh, I'll sleep on a cot. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's very polite. As a good host should. Yes. Uh, what would Nucky do? Nucky would buy you a house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In uh, Concubine Row. That's that's great. All right. Let's close this up and then we'll do, <laughs> we'll do more Rock Empire. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, well, I just wanted to think that. Obviously, I'm going to, you know. I can cancel up to 48 hours ahead of time for that reservation, and I'm just sort of hoping for the best, and I'll see how I feel when July comes around. But I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic right now. Yeah, it's very polite for you to give me a room. A house, even. A beach house. Yes. <laughs> Concubine row. Yeah. Even with, uh, yes, someone to watch your kids, too. Yeah, yeah. And also the other neighbor's kids. Yes. All right. Let's... Yes. So if you want to reach out to us or any of our listeners, you can do so through Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Slow down there, Kyle. Great <laughs> content at do for a win.com and buy a shirt. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Twitter, Radio, Spotify, but definitely not YouTube. 
reach out to Craig on Twitter at DoForWin or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions for our upcoming mailbag episode to DoForWin at gmail.com. Twin Rivers didn't just buy Bally's. They bought you all two more weeks to send mailbag questions. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Twin Rivers. Yeah. Everybody should be thanking them. Mm-hmm. All right. Boardwalk Empire. So we got a couple of responses. One from Tom uh, emailed us saying he could take it or leave it. He watched it a long time ago. He thinks it's fine. That's all the positive feedback I need. And then the other from Podcast Luminaries, you can bet on that, saying, I'm assuming Mark, is watching along with us. Oh, and we cannot disappoint the Podcast Godfathers. Yeah, so now it's done. Like, we have to keep going with it. All right. But so I'm going to try to make this quick. I think my goal, like I stated to Craig, is 45 seconds. I don't think we're going to do that, but we're going to try to make this snappy. So Okay, get to the recap. All right. Chicago, a bunch of things happened. Uh, Jimmy kind of masterminded a big slaughter of, uh, I guess, their uh, rivals was in Was it the Chicago. Sheridans? Yeah. They're, they're, they're taking over Greektown. Back in Atlantic City, Margaret Schroeder seems less than thrilled with her current situation, though she moved into Concubine Row, as we mentioned. Nice digs, but, you know, is seems a little unsure about her life. Uh, I think that's basically the big plot points that, that happen. I have some more personal notes, but w- what stood out to you during the episode? Just a lot of, like, in- interpersonal drama, like Lucy, who's uh, Nucky's girlfriend and has been since the start of the show obviously not feeling the whole thing with margaret schroeder i didn't didn't like it but margaret schroeder once again shows that she's very quick-witted and and handled her confrontation with her pretty well i think yeah with with language that's right shocking to my virgin ears uh so so like lucy for one thing is like naked 90 percent of the time she's on the screen yes yes that's right for someone who is naked 90 percent on the of the time she's on the screen she's really creepy uh-huh. Like, she's just an odd character. I mean, I, I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. So, so there's that. There's also the sort of the Al-Jimmy relationship seems really, like, not it's strange. to last. It's, and, yeah. it's strange. <laughs> it's not, it's not the best. Al seems like the classic kind of character. He can dish it out. He cannot take it at all. Yes, absolutely. You know, which, never a good sign, I think, but. So we do get the follow-up on Lucky Luciano and Jimmy's oh, mom. Yeah, yeah you is, got to see that happen. He thought it was his wife. Yeah? Yeah. Which I thought. That is what I thought was was the uh, what he thought he was doing. And But is this better or worse for him? It's, it I know. seems in some ways to be, like, even better at getting back at Jimmy, right? I think in, like, the two, in 2010, or, like, when we were in middle Man. school, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> like that's a well, much better middle school in 2010 yeah no i mean i'm saying like even further back whatever that was the 90s this that's like the ultimate insult right but i think i hear that there is a word specifically about that which may be <laughs> one of the graver insults in the english language chalky white said it and people were confused like what does that mean yes yes, yes. so it's it comes full circle so that relationship it's good that she fixed uh lucky's problem so and he can once again perform uh fbi guy creepy as ever even creepier than ever oh man just what a what a character looking at a picture of 16 year old margaret and beating himself oh, with a belt. yeah that's so good so good really and that was how the episode ended like just let you dwell on that image for another two weeks <laughs> and let me tell you you could tell it was not the first time that he had done that oh no uh anything else any big i did i did, I did like when he got called out by his boss for taking her immigration file yeah. though yeah my one other thought is, man, 1920s birth control, not a good situation. You got to see uh, Margaret reading the manual and uh, 
doing some stuff, which seems like not a very healthy thing to be doing. Let me tell you, I'm I'm not a gynecologist, but you shouldn't be doing that. Lysol on your insides. She no. was ahead of her time. That's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, the episode the episode starts with just absolute AC boardwalk porn. Like oh, just it, it, it so is much boardwalk. It is good. Yeah, that was great. And I think I think that's it for me. I think that's yeah, all that's. I I think that's that's all we have to say. But uh, it's, uh by, by the way, what what was up, Mar- Margaret Schroeder's neighbor? Why is she such a bitch now? What's up with that? Oh yeah, that was that was that was so random, right? Rude. Yeah. By the way, she's a whore. Like, yes. Well then, geez, somebody doesn't like seeing someone else happy. I know. Getting their bills paid. Anyway, yes, concubine row. So good. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll talk to you all in a few weeks. Send in your mailbag ep- questions. We'll also take questions about Boardwalk Empire, episodes one yes. through seven. Send in your mailbag episodes, too, if you just want to record something for us. That's great. Did that two weeks in a row. Ask for mailbag episodes. It's the thing to do. I think it's like subliminal and it's you saying that you don't actually want to keep doing the podcast. Could be, but I still want the podcast to exist. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like when I left Maryland and I really wanted Blades of Steel at the Garden's Ice House to continue existing. Shing. Blades of Steel.